Howdy, hey, hello, it's McKenna, and welcome to Munch and Mingle. Welcome to Saturday of our Passion Week devotional as we follow along, yes, Heidi Anderson's Passion Week devotional. Easter is knocking at our door, like it's tomorrow. With today, we actually don't have too many scriptorial accounts, and I have a thought for that, what I think is why. As we go into this, you know, I say this was the best day this week of what I learned or what I felt. This one, though, I think this is going to have special meaning. How many of us just want to skip to tomorrow? It's Easter. It's the resurrection. This is like the best part of the story. And then there's Saturday. It's the waiting period. That's literally all we are going to be talking about today. The reason I think there aren't too many scriptorial accounts is because at this point, we have to assume the disciples are depressed. Their Messiah is gone. We really don't have too many accounts, really description of what's going on. And I honestly think it's because they just stopped. They were so sad and at a loss. And I am sure logic right now is telling them he ain't coming back. They've never seen it done before. They want to believe it, but it's just in that waiting period, it's very hard to see that. The passages that we do have are going to be in Luke and Matthew. We're going to start at Luke 23, verses 55 through 56. And the woman also, which came with him from Galilee, followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. And then we have Matthew 27, verses 62 through 66. Now the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as ye can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Two things with that last passage. Terrible that they would refer to the Savior as a deceiver, but also how ironic that Pilate and the Pharisees, the priests, they're all talking about Christ rising and across town, we're not hearing anything from the disciples. They are mourning, but interesting that these guys who didn't even believe him were talking about it and the ones who did aren't. Just a thought, just a thought. It is very natural in this part of the story and also in our lives to want to skip ahead to Sunday. But as we just talked about yesterday, improving ourselves to God, the majority of that time we are spending proving is actually going to be spent in a waiting season. Y'all know I am a planner. (laughs) This topic is actually one of my biggest trials, biggest tests in my life, because I love to have everything planned. I love to have a schedule, a date, a time to everything I do. So when I don't have that, I spiral. I do well with all the information. And when I don't have it and I have to sit there and wait and trust, this is really one of the hardest things for me. Just a few days ago, the disciples were confident, were full of faith. I mean, they had 
the Savior in their midst. And now they are confused and doubtful as ever. What we have to know and learn from this day of waiting before we turn the page to Resurrection Day, God had this in the plans all along. When we are alone or feel like we are, because we never are, you know that, I don't physically see you, God. I don't physically see what you're doing. We have to trust that he is working behind the scenes. God is never done. He's not just leaving us after something or whatnot and just, well, hopefully it works out. That's not how God works. The biggest thing that I'm, I want to tell to anyone out there who might be going through a waiting season right now, God is never done. This is what was so interesting. Usually, I'm kind of referring back to a lot of Heidi's questions and piecings in her devotional. This one, I kept writing and I kept writing and I kept writing. That's why I was like, man, the spirit is talking through me today. Let's say we are waiting for something, whatever that is. Two things. Are you putting God in your timeline or are you submitting to his? I think this is a big one to realize first is, hey, well, I want to have a spouse by this date. I want to be graduated and have a secure career locked in by this day or X, Y, and Z, whatever it is for you. That's the first thing that we need to understand is you cannot put a due date on God because actually he knows when the better due date is for you. And we have to trust that. Second thing, do you trust his plan over yours? He has the better plan. It doesn't mean it's going to be always the easiest. It doesn't mean there won't be hardship, but we can trust that it is the better plan. How many times have we gone through things and realized, man, I wanted this, but I actually got this. And then I got to the other side and realized, I'm so glad I got that latter thing, because if I really went with what I wanted, it wouldn't have been what I wanted. I know that sounds really confusing. Even just now saying it, I'm like, what did you just say? Just rewind it and listen to it again. You know what I mean. Don't skip straight to the empty tomb. The empty tomb doesn't have the same effect without the trials. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. You need the trials before you get to the empty tomb, before you get to the miracle. Without them, we don't know how to persevere. We don't know how to keep the faith and we don't know, we wouldn't know how to look to God. We need our trials. Christ was showing us all along. The plan is, yes, you will go through, you will have your life, but there will come a trial of your faith and we will all have to be tested through it. And then we get to the miracle. We get to the empty tomb. Some stories that came up that we've seen this same pattern happen. Abraham and Sarah waited decades for a baby. David waited 15 plus years to be king. Noah waited 120 years for the flood. Joseph Smith waited four years to retrieve the golden plates and to liken this even more to real life. <laughs> I had to throw my own story in there. I am not at all on the same scale as all the other people I just said. I waited 23 years for the love of my life and I found him. And then the Lord made me wait another two years. <laughs> and I still remember that prayer, Heavenly Father, you know this is all I've wanted my entire life. I found him and you're taking him away from me. Why? Oh, how grateful I am. He did. We needed those two years. Britain needed those two years. I needed those two years. And now we're married. We have a family. It's all good. So I'm saying these things to you. You might be in the middle of the waiting. You might not even have gotten to what it is yet that you need to wait through. The waiting is needed for the miracle to be a miracle. And in this world of instant gratification, Satan is working every day to make us believe that we don't need to wait. You shouldn't have to wait for that. If you have to wait, it must not be right. You should just be able to go, go, go. 
no, we're not doing that anymore, Satan. Heidi did bring up this scripture. I thought it was a good reminder. Before Jesus died in John 14, verses 1, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. We can either worry or trust. We can either sound the alarm or wait patiently. We can either let circumstances sway us or anchor ourselves in his truth. Don't let your hearts be troubled. This is what Easter does. It rekindles the fire within us. If you really, really think about it, who knows, we actually may only be one sunrise away from seeing for ourselves just how good and perfect his plans really are. Tomorrow is Sunday. Tomorrow is Easter Sunday. And I pray that you, whatever place you are in, you will trust in him and know that the waiting is good. We are just like his disciples, but we do not have to worry or think that he's not coming for us. He's coming back. He's coming for you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, 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 oh